0: Hey, thanks for joining us. I'm Adam Stone, and this is the Committed Collective Podcast with my co-host Steve Kerwin and Byron Hazley. We speak to an array of great guests to discuss ways to unify, educate and empower ourselves against racism and socioeconomic inequality. Steve, where can our listeners find us on social media?
1: Yeah, first off, you can find us on our website at thecommittedcollective.org. Don't forget to sign up for our monthly newsletter. Next, you can find us at The Committed Collective on Instagram and Facebook, and my personal favorite, The Committed Collective Forum on Facebook, where we have open dialogue topics about conversations that we need to have that we might not necessarily want to. As always, remember to challenge inequalities and champion change now. Hey, good evening,
0: everybody. This is The Committed Collective Podcast here with Byron Hazley and Steve Kerwin. This is Adam Stone. Byron, what's going on tonight? How are you doing?
2: Adam, I'm happy to be back on with you guys. I'm really excited about this topic we're going to discuss. I know it's one that's very much popping up on the news. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to get into it. Steve, how are you doing this evening?
1: Before we get into that, there's something else we, we have to address. If I, I feel like if we're going to be the committed collective, we need to be in this for everybody always. So I'm sure you've seen the news. This was a few weeks ago. Adam, I don't know if you want me to spearhead this, but Demi Lovato came out and has said that calling extraterrestrial alien, uh, extraterrestrials aliens is offensive huh. and we need to stop. Now, all the extraterrestrials I've talked to haven't had an issue with it. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson agrees with me and says they don't have feelings, so hang tight as i gather more information but we might have to add another pillar and uh make sure our our alien sorry extraterrestrial friends are uh on board with us Yeah, i mean once we get that figured
0: out we'll, we'll let you head up that committee but uh we're we're dealing with some other some other hot button issues today and this one actually Keys up pretty well with a recent walkout. And I know you guys want to talk more about this. And we're talking about the Dave Chappelle special, the latest Dave Chappelle special, comedy stand up special on Netflix. Uh, we all listened to, it. we said, Hey, let's, let's do a little homework. I love when the homework is to watch television. That's always my favorite. So, uh, we all had a little homework to, to watch the special. And uh, I know that you guys have some thoughts on what happened and especially in light of the walkout, uh, the transgender LGBT community solidarity. Uh, uh, walk out on Netflix, over a thousand employees, Netflix employees walked out recently. And, you know, that's all tied to this special. So, Steve, what were your thoughts when you read, you know, what do you think of the special itself? And then when you saw the, the
1: backlash and the walkout happen, you know, what what did you think from all that? Um, <clears throat> I think, the you know, you're entitled to your own opinion. You get freedom of speech, but you don't get freedom of repercussions. And I, I I'm gonna go a lot of different ways, and I know we'll come back, so I won't just keep going and going and going. But you know, I compared Chick-fil-A on the last show, and I said had it been Long John Silvers, they'd be all be a dollar general by now, and most of them probably are. But Dave Chappelle is one of the most iconic comedians of all time if you ask a millennial to rank their favorite comedians of all time dave chappelle is going to probably be top three and he this was family feud he'd probably be number one you are not going to cancel dave chappelle um i think it's warranted what was said i think he's had a war uh with the transgender community for quite some time with that said dave chappelle has made fun of every single demographic across the board in all of his specials and all of his shows Um, from people that look like him to people that are the farthest. So I thought he was very uh, edgy would be a light way of putting it uh, for the special. I think he got his opinions across. Um, He made it clear that, you know, people attack him, that he just does it for money. He walked away from a lot of money on comedy central. So he goes at the beat of his own drum. Um, You're not going to cancel Dave Chappelle. And unfortunately, the the transgender community came at him as well, but that is going to increase his pocketbooks as well as Netflix, which gained 4.4 million subscribers this quarter to close the quarter, which is double the projection. Now, Squid Game is going to play a big portion in okay. that as well. But I could go deeper, um, and I and I probably will. But I would love to get your guys' opinions. Hayes, what do you think?
2: You know, I I watched that special and I watched it with a friend of mine. The first time I watched it, I've actually watched it twice now. But the first time I watched it, I watched it with a friend of mine, and he was cracking up laughing. I'm watching it and I'm like, "Ooh, damn, day," uh, <laughs> you know, um, and uh, you know. I'm a black man hearing these jokes and I'm just like, Ooh, tread lightly here, but he was stomping with elephant feet. Um, <laughs> but I mean, they were going the, to your point, Steve, they've been going back now for back and forth now for a number of years. Um, them coming at him and, picketing signs all kinds of things going on uh, outside of his show so they've been going back and forth for a while and um like the naming of his special the closer he wanted to bring it to a close he ended the show explaining why he had done what he's done everything that he's done and if you go back and listen to all his shows he is focused on the black community he's always done that um And he's always prioritized that you can even go back to his early on shows and, and see that. But, um, at the end of the day, that's Dave. He's going to continue to push the button, continue to push it. Now, Do you think
0: he gets treated differently because he's a black man versus somebody like Michael Richards, who might use the N word if Dave Chappelle uses the F word to describe people in the LGBT community?
1: Um, is that, is that a question to Byron? Is that a question? Well, I'm asking
0: both of you. Don't try to dodge me, Steve. Don't try to dodge <laughs> me. Uh uh-uh. uh, no, so, no, no. So, I'm-
1: <laughs> go ahead, oh, Steve. Oh, man. Um, I am not familiar with the Michael Richards. So, can you enlighten me real quick on that? Well, I mean, in,
0: in that situation, he was doing stand up and I believe San Francisco. Oh, yes, I am. Yes,
1: I am. Sorry. You- okay. Seinfeld Seinfeld Kramer um, his name's Kramer he will always Kramer, Kramer. sorry okay. Kramer Um, when it comes to comedy when, when you look at the greatest comedians of all time and if you if you had everybody rank them black men are going to dominate that list what would, would anybody disagree you're going to have Richard you're going to have Eddie Dave um Chris Rock, Jamie Foxx, um, those are some of the, the the greatest and iconic ones. And I think when you look in particularly black men, there's nothing they're going to be able to say where you're going to say, "Ooh, you can't say that when it comes to comedy because they've earned their stripes. They've earned the way to be up there. Um, So I think in terms of being edgy, yes, Dave Chappelle gets away with that. He also has a great delivery. That's why he's one of the best comedians of all time. He knows how to deliver jokes. Every single person, every demographic, whether you're a black man, white man, black woman, Latino, some comedian made fun of you in a stereotype that you you or your um that that you would how am i trying to say this you've been made fun of about a stereotypical thing about you and you laughed about it on comedy i almost guarantee that with every single person but you wouldn't tolerate that in person or at a bar or at school, you'd confront it, but in comedy, you laughed about it. am I wrong? I mean, I'm sure that yeah definitely happens. I mean,
0: Byron, what do you think in terms of him being able to use some of those words that you know another person a white person using the n word for example that that wouldn't go well on a netflix special you won't you wouldn't see that going very far in a you know Joe rogan special or whatever whoever you want to put out there so absolutely
2: not um Absolutely not. Uh, so I think in a way, they kind of separate race versus gender as far as the community and, and world outcry when it comes to that. Like um, that's a not to say it. I'll, I'll put it this way in the past tense. It was once a very acceptable term. That was used uh, thrown around the F word, um, for the alphabet community, and um, you know the 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 N words that's been outlawed for a long time. It's never really flown. It's never been acceptable. It's always caused issues from day one. Let me let me piggyback on that for a second. So
1: making fun of the transgender community is very easy, and I would. And now if you're going to use it for comedy, this is where I'll come at Dave and say it's very cowardly because they're not as protected. The average person in their circle doesn't have a lot of transgender friends that they know about. If a white person walks into a barn and and drops the N word, he's probably going to take an ass beating. And if he says the F word now, he's probably going to get kicked out. If he makes fun of the transgender community, there's a good chance somebody will buy him a beer laughing about it. And that's the difference. Now, the progression is getting there, but we're still so far away. And I've always said this with, with empathy and everything, especially when it comes to that community, is we just don't understand enough because we because so many people are afraid to be who they are and they continue to commit suicide and do different things. And that's why we, we have to be better and get off of that. So,
0: and I definitely agree with that, Steve, in terms of, you know, having that progression, being able to realize that, you know, this is still hate in a different form and, but it's still having the same impact still has a lot of ties to violence and things like that. You know, some of the highest violence rates are against uh, black transgender, um, uh, individuals. So, you know, those things, they, they work hand in hand, that acceptance to those types of, you know, smaller microaggressions. And then it builds up to things where, you know, you see just hate crimes and other things, you know, turn out of it. Do you think, you know, with the way the not only the LGBT community reacted, but the allies and, you know, the solidarity events and things like that in reaction, do you think that would have a impact on these types of comedians going forward. I mean, obviously Dave Chappelle is kind of in a different realm. There's not really many people even pushing these limits or even saying these types of things. And he's kind of established himself by playing off of the N word and things that, you know, would be a lot more taboo for everybody, but a black man, but now he's gone into things that, aren't really him anymore, you know, for a lack of a better, you know, comparison. So, you know, that's where it's just, does that mean now that he's not talking about who he is or something that might relate to him, he's kind of stepping out of his bounds and going into a spot where, you know, the,
2: the reaction is warranted. So let me jump in here. So. No, I don't think so. If you think about the style of other comedians, I can't name someone with a stylistically that's similar to Dave Chappelle today. So if anyone were to come out and start making jokes in the manner that Dave Chappelle does, you know that they're they're trying to play that that line right they're trying to do something out of character do something that people are not used to tell you they're get fame get clicks get clout whatever that may be make money whatever that may be in order to to gain some headway but that's not them being what has got them to whatever point they have today but um he's one of a kind i don't think you'll see any others come out and make a challenge like this. Like I I could, the only other person I could see having done this in a similar fashion would be like a, a Robin Williams Um, rest in peace to him. But um, that's the only other comedian I could see doing something like this.
1: Dave will be the last one. I mean, we got to remember we, they ripped the Oscars from Kevin Hart based on tweets from it was it 10 years prior? But Kevin Hart was also in every single movie. Kevin Hart was the best comedian when Dave was on hiatus. He was probably number one. And then he did every movie and we got sick of him. So he was easy to kind of throw away. John Gruden got threw away because. He's a wildly mediocre coach who has a high personality and he's in there. Had John Gruden won multiple Super Bowls with the Raiders the last few years, he would still be the coach today. They would have fought for him, apologized, done all these different things. So it's going to end with Dave. This will probably be the last. There's always going to be edginess in comedy. But this was probably the the final, you know. When you go back and look at Eddie Murphy, Raw and Richard, and some of these other ones, I mean, they're they're pretty ruthless. And -hmm. it's going to end with Dave. We probably nobody will be able to make it like he did. Like Byron said, he's an anomaly. Yeah, I think one thing that you know I, I
0: got out of the the special is that he tried to even when he was making you know stories and bringing in some. Remarks about the transgender community, he usually tied it somehow to race. Where that person, you know, had an altercation with them, and then you know would try to call the police or do something like that because they were a white transgender individual, and and they were able to kind of assert their race when necessary for protection. So, you know, he mentioned used the words jealousy when you know describing why he made some of the jokes or how some of the jokes were framed, but they usually were tied to the white transgender community the black transgender community not that it makes it any better or worse but you know i think he does justify it that way when he talks about you know makes these stories and things like that but um you know i agree i mean with events like the solidarity movement and you know a walk out of that size it it makes it very unlikely for somebody to come in brand new and try to make this his way to come up and, and come up through the ranks you know and anybody else
1: at this point just be inauthentic and i love the solidarity movement and netflix has the opportunity to do it right i mean there's still a business they put a special up that people can't stop watching and it's being talked about everywhere it's so many people are going to watch it but you have and and i haven't looked but if i was netflix i would put up because you could always look at netflix and say we saw you watch dave chappelle check out And they should put documentaries or movies centered around the transgender to educate us, society that doesn't follow along, to be able to go and see, you know, the good or the struggle um, to become allies. And that would be the way Netflix could do it right. And to broadcast it, Um, they're not going to pull it. Like I said, they may after a while, but by the time they do, it'll be. Uh, After they loaded up all the Brinks trucks and and pulled them out of the parking lot. If
2: they pull it, it's going to be because Dave said so. It won't be for any other reason, but Dave coming out and saying, you know what, let's just pull it down. Um, But to your point, I definitely think that they could follow this up with some documentaries um, with individuals in the transgender community kind of show their path, not in a a fictional way, but a true way, true, truest sense to it, showing people the real lives of things that people go to maybe some family members, if they could get some that have experienced loss because of it, and just kind of reflect on their child and, and, how they had to manage the situation. I I definitely think there's an opportunity there.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, there are comedians out there that they can give specials and things like that to, to give them a platform that can make some sense there too. Um, And as we get kind of wrapped up here, I do want to get your final thoughts just in terms of how you see this as overall, in terms of, you know, fighting that, common fight toward equality? How do these types of things impact positive, negative? You know, I think we talked about ways that they can spin this Netflix from, you know, more of a media perspective than, you know, just from an optics perspective. But what are some things and thoughts that you guys have in terms of ways that this helps that common battle or hurts that battle and ways we can get around that and alleviate that?
1: Yeah, I, I think more good. I think a lot of good is going to come out of this. And there is one thing that Dave said that I felt hit me hard because I've said this word over and over and over again, but I don't know if I said it this way. And he said, empathy goes both ways. And we have to remember in the struggle when you're fighting for uh, equality, you have to look at the other person's perspective. And I think Unfortunately, the transgender community is not going to be able to take to social media and try to drag people through the mud and try to cancel people. It's not going to work. It's going to backfire it's worked in some situations i think that's a horrible way of doing it anyway right that's why we started this organization we have these amazing guests we have different you know issues with the whole george floyd you and byron could have took to twitter and just ripped apart everybody retweeting people that had racist tweets from 10 years ago would that have done anything would it have done probably the most minuscule things taking positivity out of situations. Empathy has to go both ways. I think we as a society need to do better understanding the transgender community and their struggles that we don't understand. We should all have been so fired up over the bathroom bill that came in from North Carolina. That was horrific. That was vile. And that it was so disgusting and it was filled with pure hate because we don't understand the same thing. The transgender community has to figure out ways also to educate us The average person doesn't want to learn about this. It's just the reality. So you have to be creative and figure out ways to do that. And that would be done through movies and documentaries. And that's what I hope Netflix does. I hope they enlighten the world without the world even realizing
2: that they're being the light is being shined on. Well, Adam, I think we might have a 2022 initiative lighting up in front of our eyes. It sounds like <laughs> Steve is ready to get the cameras rolling across the country and get some documentaries going. But, um, in all seriousness, uh, I really hope that people understand that, um, the only way that we're going to get through things successfully is to do it in numbers and do it collectively. Um, to Steve's point, that's why we started this organization, the committed collective. And I think there's a lot of things that, um, just from watching that, that video that maybe, um, maybe before we may have viewed or thought about differently than we do today. And um, it's all about evolving and learning and and anyone can do that. So um, just hope that more people are able to recognize that, take a step back and and take the step together to join some uh, a community together.
0: Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I think what you guys are mentioning in terms of just the educating, the unification, empowering everybody of all backgrounds, you know, that's our mission. And, you know, this is definitely in that realm and everybody deserves that protection. And I think, you know, we've seen a lot more emphasis put on, you know, the idea of learning about race and learning about the impacts on the black community and some of, you know, Hispanic community, but not all communities are given the same um, attention on it. And it's hard to do that with, you know, so many different communities and demographics out there, but, you know, these are those types of opportunities where there could be, you know, definite focus on it and the ability to tie communities together instead of it, you know, be a, a very divisive moment. Um, I know one thing that we were talking about are some other shows and other media out there that are trying to do that, trying to educate, trying to, you know, sh- call out the divisiveness that's there, but shine a light on it in a way that can help bring people together and, and be more mindful of it. So I think we're going to be talking about that more next week. Um, and I'm excited for, uh, we'll start bringing on the guests here pretty soon. we got a couple guests lined up over the next po- couple of shows as well. So that'll be great. But uh, for this episode, uh, Adam Stone, Steve Kerwin, Byron Hazley, signing off. See you next time. Well, that's the show. Thanks again for joining us. And if you did not get the social media from earlier, Steve, can you
1: tell them one more time where they can find us? absolutely adam go to the website the don't forget to sign up for our monthly newsletter you can find us on instagram and facebook at the committed collective and my personal favorite on facebook the committed collective forum where we have open dialogue topics about conversations that we need to have that we might not necessarily want to as always remember to challenge inequalities and champion change now